My guest today is Phil Kohler. He's here to talk about his review of Persona 5. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Phil Caller, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Justin. Holy cow, I've played a lot of Persona 5. Yeah, it seems like a very long game, Phil. Uh, just a, just really very long. It was, it was a little, it was like 105 or 106 or something like that. It's a, it's a long game, Justin. <laughs> it's a long game and also one where I was like, I feel like I need to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like by, you know... Some games you hit like a certain point and you're like, oh, I, I kind of I get it. I know what my my conclusion's going to be. But but this one, it's definitely like I want to see how the story plays out. I need to I need to actually finish it. Yeah. I mean, I got to I, I played Persona three and four, but uh, Persona three, I got to a point where I was like, well, I'm going to rec- watch the rest of this on YouTube. I think that'll <laughs> be fine. Uh, Phil, this is going to I'm kind of a neophyte and I'll admit that up front, but it seems like all you ever really hear about is Persona uh, 3 and 4. Are there, like, Persona 1 and 2 diehards, or are they out there? Uh, yeah, there there are... <laughs> yeah, there there are definitely people who, who love the, the original two Persona games, which were both on uh, PlayStation 1. Actually, there's three of them, um, because I believe it was Persona 2 was a two-part game. Um. But yeah, those are all on PS1. There are people who who really adore those games. Um they're kind of like the the real niche super old school Atlas fans. Um Atlas obviously a very niche developer in general. Um but it's grown more popular over the last let's say 10 years or so. Um when you get back to the PS1 era, that was really when it was like, oh, there's like this hardcore group of like maybe 20 to 25,000 people max in North America who just love everything these guys put out. Um, those people, a lot of times will be like, Oh, well the, when persona was really good was on the PS one. Yeah. So what's your, what's your personal history with the, with the series? Uh, three was my first. Um, okay. so I'm, I'm definitely one of those, uh, those fake gamers who got into it with the, uh, the changes <laughs> that they made with three when they went into 3d and they made it more about like, social stuff uh social links lots of hanging out with friends and everything um and then four was the one where i really fell in love with it um i i really liked four a lot persona 4 golden uh one of the only games i've ever given a 10 at polygon and uh certainly uh i stand by all the tens i've given in my my illustrious career but this is one that i certainly stand by um i i persona 4 golden is one of my favorite games of all time i think it's excellent um single-handedly made it worth owning a vita wow that's high praise phil yeah um the 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 persona 5 what was your was there any sort of um i guess dread going into it considering the link length was that a concern for you or were you excited to like get your paws in there i mean it's always a concern the the nice thing um and and you know, some publishers are better about this than others. Atlas in general is very good about they recognize that they put out long RPGs. And so they're usually very good about we're going to get you 
the review code for this, you know, two months early or or a month and a half early or whatever. So I had I had review code for Persona way back in February. Wow. Um which you know, which was great and certainly gave me a lot of time. Now that doesn't mean that I I was smart about it and and really spread out the playtime. I still definitely was stuck with like the last week having to do like probably about 50 hours or 60 hours in that last week. Um so you know there's always a little bit of dread going into a, a game this long for that reason. But um generally speaking i was i was certainly given enough time with it and uh and that was very helpful uh when when people sort of talk about the persona series in very broad strokes ignoring yeah. the the small failures and successes whatever it would be with this game um what what do you think the the sort of like one sentence comparative thing people will say about persona 5 will be how does it differ both good and bad from the the games that came before it sure uh i feel like the thing that's really going to set persona 5 apart is um it's it's sort of like you know all the stuff that you remember and love about persona 4 in terms of the dungeon crawling and you know hanging out with high school friends and everything but filtered through this this lens of uh uh, oceans 11 of like doing these weird huge heists Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the the core new thing about the game is you're doing these heists that are the dungeons are are essentially shaped around the idea of doing a heist on a certain location, and they're they're much more designed uh, experiences rather than the sort of randomized dungeon layouts of the previous games. Hmm. Um, f- for Persona Five, I I it seems to me, and I don't know if you would say this about the entire series, but there seems to me to be a a stilted quality to the dialogue, and I feel like this is probably a, a re- something that is common to this franchise. But is that something you noticed at all, or were, were distracted by uh, a lot of, pe- especially for a game that is so long? It sometimes feels very aggravated when people use like the most verbose way of saying basically <laughs> every single sentence. Yeah. There's there's an economy of language that is that is severely missing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my my gut is that a little bit of that is uh, is cultural, right? Because it's a Japanese game, not just a Japanese game written in Japanese, but also specifically taking place in Japan, um, you know, steeped in Japanese culture. And I think there there's just some differences in the way that uh, that people in Japan talk and in the way that people in Japan tell stories mm-hmm. compared to the way that that people in uh, in America do. And when you're translating that, I think it, I think it can be hard to localize it in a way that makes it feel natural. Um, so so Atlas kind of had to choose: do we make it feel more natural to American, you know, writing and vocal styles, or do we make it, you know, feel more uh, true to the source material? And I think they maybe fell more heavily on the side of making it feel true to the source material, for better and worse. Um, that said, I think, uh, you know, like if you if you read a lot of Japanese stuff or if you watch a lot of like anime or anything, it's probably not going to bother you too much. Um, it's it's more of an issue for people who who maybe don't check out a lot of heavily Japanese thing uh, media who don't consume a lot of heavily Japanese media. Hmm. I you know, it's uh, it's amazing um, that we asked for questions from listeners and. 
the vast um, the the vast number of questions boiled down to a single question. Sure. So I, I'm going to give you uh, the 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 one from Julie Brown that perhaps says it most concisely. Is Persona Five a good jumping on point for people who have never played a Persona game before? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I've seen that. I saw that question being asked a lot. I saw it. I, th- I saw it kind of phrased as like, would I get more out of the game if I played Persona Three yeah, and Four first? Yeah. Um, as as with all the main Persona games, the story in this is completely standalone. Um, it it doesn't really. There are thematic connections, and there is some sort of like really high level um, plot connections that only the most hardcore of hardcore are even going to notice. Um, but the actual, like the main story, all of the characters, all of that stuff are completely unique to persona five. Um, so you, there is, there is no reason that you need to have played the previous games other than that. They're, they're excellent games in their own right. Um, but that said, I think, I think persona five is easily the most approachable. Um, you know, I think the fact that, like I said, the main dungeons are sort of designed experiences makes it much more approachable for people who maybe aren't like hardcore RPG players um, who are, who are used to like randomized dungeons and, and enjoy that. Um, and there's also this really great uh, tool that they've put in. In addition to, you know, you can choose your difficulty, right? It's uh, easy, normal, hard, and you can swap the difficulty at any time. There's also a difficulty mode below easy called safety mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you turn on safety mode, you can't actually swap back out of it. So it's kind of the, the trade-off you have to make, but you don't actually lose any, you know, like you're not, you're not giving up the true ending. You're not losing any story stuff. There's no, uh, there's no real, um, you know, pain for choosing safety mode. Uh, but what safety mode does is it just makes the game very, very easy. The, the battles are way easier. You get way more experience and money for them. And if you die in battle, the game straight up says, do you want to retry? And if you hit yes, it resurrects you on the spot, full health, full magic points, and uh, and you don't lose any progress. Like however just like far trucking, along. just trucking. Yeah, through. it's just you literally can't die. So you know if you're if you're very new to the franchise, new to the the genre, um, it is literally as approachable as it could possibly be because there is a mode where you cannot lose. <laughs> yeah, like the only pushback I think I would give against like does it help to play the other games? is that it's such a specific sort of game that I think experience with previous persona games will help you answer the question. Is this supposed to be like this? Because yeah. I, it, it's similar to dark souls. I would actually parallel the two of like, if you played a lot of dark souls games, the things that would seem very strange to a first timer began to take on a quality of like, Oh, like, like a dark souls. Okay. It's just, it's dark souls. I think persona is very much like that. Like, that sense of like, wait, there's no way it's gonna go this long, right? There's no way <laughs> that this is supposed to be this mundane, right? When does the thing happen? What's the thing with the game? Um, yeah. Speaking. Yeah, of- no, you're 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 correct in that, uh, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people love about Persona, but can also you know lead to it being a slightly more niche title is that it's so strange, it's so different from the average RPG, mm-hmm. and and you're right that like having experience with the past games can can help in that respect just in terms of like being familiar with it um but i don't think it's necessary i guess um there the game has just an astounding astounding aesthetic um yes it's it's really it looks so cool um but a couple of times i found it like kind of distracting 
Um, especially I would say in dungeons, there's this weird filter that goes around the border of the screen yeah. um, that like makes it a lot less pleasant to look at and harder to navigate. Is that something that never got in the way for you or, or did it just, uh, did that, did that work for you? I definitely, I noticed what you're talking about. Um, it didn't affect my, uh, you know, my, my playthrough very much. It's not something that ever really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely noticed it multiple times and I definitely, you know, wondered why there wasn't maybe like an option to just turn that off yeah that's Um, because that's what i went looking for yeah it's totally stylistic right it doesn't it's not like it's adding anything it's not like the the weird fog around the screen changes to let you know if an enemy can see you or something like that there's no function to it um so you know that that is that is definitely a weird thing I, I guess the the argument that I would make in favor of it, or or maybe the reason that I think it's there, is like a lot of Persona Five is that way. A lot of Persona Five is stylish for the sake of style. There's not necessarily function to, like, there's not necessarily function to in the dialogue sequences having these giant, you know, cartoon talking heads and like the squiggly line dialogue box coming from it. It's just there to look cool. Um, I think the issue with this might be like, you know, it doesn't necessarily look that cool. <laughs> Um, here's like the, the biggest question I had with, with Persona 5, and I've just started to play, uh, just a few hours in, um, it comes from Chris C with Persona 4. I've, I don't know why I'm saying Persona, like I'm a Canadian person, but it feels very Canadian to me anyway. Persona. Persona with Persona 4, (laughs) I felt as though I needed a guide to use my days effectively. Does 5 do anything to alleviate that pressure? If you don't know... Um, the, the persona series is, is sort of timed in a sense where you have a certain uh, number of days to do things, um, and a certain amount of time within those days to accomplish everything. And there are some things that are only available on certain days, or at least this is the way it's been to this point. Yeah. Um, how, how does five handle that? Yeah. So it, it's similar. Um, I actually wrote a, uh, an article that I published yesterday called uh, what you need to know about persona five. If you've never played a persona game, that's just kind of some tips for, uh, for beginners. And one of the things that I talked about is as, as you're saying, persona is kind of this has this time management aspect where you can only do so much with your day and you want to get as much done as possible. One of the things that I caution in this article is you shouldn't try to do everything right. Um, You shouldn't expect on your first playthrough that you're going to, uh, that you're going to maximize all of your social links and that you're going to get all of your stats up to the max level. Um, because unless you are following a strict guide um, that tells you what to do every single day, that's just not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I think part of it is like when you go in, you, you need to just accept like this isn't a completionist kind of game. This isn't, and if I want to do completionist, I should probably do it on like new game plus where certain stuff carries over. Um, but I think the the other uh, the other thing that that Persona Five does that helps a little bit um, it has some online connectivity called the Thieves Guild, and the way that this works is on any day um, you know whenever you have free time you can press a button and it's going to bring up uh, the online menu which is basically just going to show you what did people online spend their day doing mm. um, by percentage so it'll say like oh uh, 35% of people chose to hang out with their friends this day. And then it'll give you a list of like various confidants who you can hang out with right now. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, 
or, or it'll say like 40% of the people chose to go into the dungeon today. Um, and you know, and 20% of people chose to, uh, go work their, their job at the flower shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so the biggest thing this helps, uh, helps with to me is not necessarily telling you what to do each day. Like, it's not like a, well, the majority of people did this, so I should do this. Um, it's more of just like, it, it shows you what the options are, right? Like, you know that there's these six different things at least that you can do. So you have immediately a list of options in front of you of like, huh, okay, I know I can do all of these things. How should I spend my time? Mm. Um, um, so I think that helps a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, do you uh, do you know how absolutely like crazy it sounds for you to say your first playthrough? When you're talking oh, about a yeah. 100 hour plus game, like that's nonsensical. No, no. Well, that, you realize, I, I, right? It's gibberish. No, no, no. <laughs> and that's that's why I'm saying like the the best thing to do with this game is to just go in and, and not have that completionist attitude, which can mm-hmm. be hard for a lot of gamers in general. I'm I'm very much a completionist myself, especially hard for RPG players. I feel like, um, but it's it's just not the kind of game where that is possible. A unless you're following a really strict guide. Or B, unless you're prepared to do a second playthrough where you carry over all of your stats, um, neither of which I think are necessarily the ideal way to play. Like I think, I think the best choice, honestly, is just to accept. Like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna max out all my friendships, and that that kind of makes it a better experience, in my opinion, because you have to choose who are the people I really care about, um, who do I really want to spend my time with. Mm. Uh, Phil, is there anything else that you want to say about Persona that you haven't gotten a chance to yet? Uh, Persona 5 is really good. Um, it doesn't, uh, I, I did mention in my review and it's probably worth mentioning here. Uh, doesn't, doesn't have a great approach to, uh, to same sex relationships. Right. Yes. Um, so that's, that's kind of a bummer, but otherwise it's, otherwise it's rad. It's really a rad game. I'm going to play this rad game now and not talk about it anymore. And that's my prerogative, Phil. I'm sorry. Excellent. I think you uh, should play it. Thank you so much for listening to our show. If you want to read Phil's review, you'll find it at polygon.com. And uh, the, for, for right now, that's going to do it for us, folks. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. For Phil Kohler, thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.